Hey guys, it's Derek. We're back on the podcast. And this week, Ash and I are sitting down to expand upon a topic we recently covered in an Instagram post, and that is training shoes. What brands should you buy? What details do you need to be on the lookout for? And how do you determine what the right shoe is for you? So we're going to elaborate on these topics. We're going to give you the details that you need, as well as share our experiences within this realm of training shoes. And we're even going to cover some some other styles of shoes, like running shoes and weightlifting shoes that we may not necessarily be well-versed in, but we know enough to at least point you in the right direction and give you a starting point. So we really hope you're able to take something from the episode today. If you haven't done so already, check us out on Instagram at ballistic.performance. We're posting new content on there every single day. Uh, We're also on TikTok, YouTube, pretty much any platform you can think of. So make sure you get on there, hit that subscribe button, make sure you give us a follow so that you can stay up to date and hopefully find some content that's going to move you forward on your fitness journey. So without further ado, let's get into the podcast. All right, everybody, welcome back to Ballistic Performance Radio. This is episode number 69, and I'm here with Ash, and we have an awesome episode planned for y'all today. Ash, before we get into it, how are you doing today? I am great. How are you? Great. I'm also great, right? It's a beautiful Sunday morning. We had the new uh, Starbucks shaken espresso. Is that what it was? Yeah, it was good. Pretty good stuff. Pretty good. I like espresso, so I thought it was tasty. But if you haven't tried it, you should give that a try, which we don't even really like Starbucks that much. Hashtag never going to be sponsored. (laughs) (laughs) But it was good. Uh, Anyway, and yeah, so now we're recording the podcast. And today we're uh, following up with a post that we actually did uh, this past week. So it's going to be fun to uh, expand upon that a little bit. Uh, But to start off the typical updates, number one, you are crushing 2021 (laughs) in terms of uh, client acquisition. Thanks. You're killing it with DM outreach and getting more people on board. So the Ballistic Performance family is growing, which is amazing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, if you listening, if you are already a member of the Ballistic Performance family, Refer, 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 refer. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your coworkers. uh, If you enjoy what you've experienced with us so far, tell somebody who can benefit from the services that we offer. That's how we continue to grow. That's how we're able to offer additional services and improve upon everything that we're currently offering. So please, 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 if you are a member, refer somebody that you know needs our help. Yeah, referrals and even just something, we always talk about this. Something that is free and so easy to do is just like sharing our posts. It's it's extremely like literally yeah. it takes two seconds and it helps us more than I think anyone recognizes. Hell yeah. Share, like tag, share, right? Typical. <laughs> like tag and share it all. Uh, okay. Anyway, so today uh, what we're talking about is on the 4th, which was sometime last week, we uh, we posted an overrated or underrated carousel slide post, mm-hmm. uh, which we've, we've been doing pretty consistently, and it was the CrossFit edition. And one of the categories, or I should say, let's just cover all the categories yeah. first. The categories in this post were the camaraderie, barbells, dumbbells and kettlebells, ergs, belts, wraps, sleeves, shoes. 
And for each one, we categorize them as overrated or underrated. And the one that probably got the most attention or the most feedback were the shoes. Mm -hmm. Right. And so what we wanted to do was take everyone's feedback, which was, hey, do a post about shoes (laughs) and not only do a post, but do a podcast and then some supplementary or accessory uh, content associated with it. So mm-hmm. we're going to cover shoes today, types of training shoes. Uh, and we're going to cover more than just the uh, the CrossFit training shoe or the functional training shoe. Uh, we're not experts in that, in uh, like running shoes or weightlifting shoes by any means, but we know a little bit. So we can review that and hopefully give you guys just some baseline knowledge. And then from there, you can reach out to some folks who are well-versed within those particular categories. Mm-hmm. Uh, but really, the granddaddy of everything is going to be that training shoe or that CrossFit slash functional training slash mixed modality, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Okay, so I figured we'll start with the ones that we can just provide some general context to and then move into what we know best, which would be the actual training shoes themselves. So number one, I figured we'd break it into three categories, running shoes, weightlifting shoes, and training shoes. Okay. So for the running shoes, just a general rule of thumb, there is no one size fits all, right? There's not a perfect brand out there, so to speak. There are so many factors that play into the type of shoe that you're going to select if you're a runner, right? Mm-hmm. The shape of your foot, the biomechanics or, or your gait, uh, the running surface, et cetera. There are so many things to consider. Uh, but overall, if we were to break this down to just some, some overarching categories, a couple things we can look at are weight, uh, the heel to toe drop, or what some people just call the drop, the cushioning and the flexibility because across all these categories running weightlifting and training those are really going to be the the three or four things that have an impact on why one is better for particular modalities compared to the other gotcha okay so first off for running shoes i did a little bit of research and it looks and appears as if the majority of running shoes are falling somewhere between 225 grams and 310 grams now, don't ask me what that is in pounds. I didn't do the conversion. Yeah, but I have no idea. It's probably a couple pounds or a pound maybe. I don't know. Someone out there is probably thinking he has no idea how to do math. But I didn't do the conversion. So anyway, somewhere in the 225 to 310 grams, that's what you're looking for in terms of weight. You want them to be a relatively lighter shoe but still have that cushioning and the stability necessary uh, to, you know, uh, I don't want to say improve, but to support your performance. Did you do the math? I did. 225 grams is 0.5 pounds. So half a pound. Okay, so there we go. So around half a pound. Uh, Now, in terms of the cushioning, it's going to be a softer sole. It's going to be compressive. It's going to be absorbent. And then in terms of flexibility, the shoe should move with your foot or complement your foot. In other words, like what you'll hear some runners say is like, the shoe needs to stay out of the way of your foot. So that's what we're looking at there in terms of the running shoe. Now, again, that's super overarching. That's not a lot of detail. And again, that's because we're not experts. If you really want to dive into the details and you know the materials and all of that of these running shoes, go for it. But reach out to someone and we can refer you to someone who is more of an expert there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in terms of top brands, because this is what I think most people are thinking of. Okay, I want running shoes. What brand should I buy? Right? They're not typically thinking of the things we mentioned at the top being like the shape of the foot, biomechanics, etc. So to some of the top brands that are out there, Brooks, Sakani, Nike, Asics, uh, even Adidas and New Balance. So those are really some of your top players there. But again, 
a lot of different factors influence which brand or which shoe you should buy. So your best bet is to find someone that's an expert, find a running store. Yeah, right, that's my favorite. That can actually have someone who knows exactly what they're doing. Look at your gait, analyze your, your biomechanics, look at your foot, and then fit you to a shoe that's appropriate. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, now wrapping up running shoes, the one thing I did want to say is if you're listening out there and you're thinking, wow, like maybe like all I do is run in my Metcons or my Nanos. Yes, you can run in that stuff, but that doesn't mean that you should. Mm-hmm. Those shoes aren't built to run prolonged distances. Those shoes are cross-training shoes or, or mixed modality shoes that are meant for very manageable bite-sized runs, you know, a 200, 400, even, even up to a mile in some cases, but they're not meant to support your foot across heavy, heavy mileage. Mm-hmm. So in other words, you need both or you should have both. You should yeah. have a running shoe and you should have a training shoe because the technology and the design is a lot different, <coughs> excuse me, a lot different, and so you need to take those things into consideration. So if you're a CrossFitter and you're listening and you run in Nanos, buy a pair of running shoes, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, moving on, weightlifting shoes. Uh, first and foremost, so everybody knows, neither Ashley nor I own a pair of Oli shoes. I've never worn one. I never have either. Ever? Ever. Wow, I'm surprised So that you've if, never even Yeah, so if anyone that. listening, I've been doing, I've been coaching and doing CrossFit-esque type movements, and we'll just say functional fitness now for, oh God, what what, what would we say, like a decade, basically. Yeah. Uh, nearly a decade. And of all that time, I've never purchased a pair of Oli shoes. And I do a lot of Olympic weightlifting. You've never borrowed some I've never borrowed. I've never wow. worn. I have literally never even touched a pair. And the reason <laughs> for that is, that's not true, I've touched a pair. <laughs> But the reason for that is my mentor, John Main, he was like, dude, Oli shoes are literally a Band-Aid. He's like, you don't need them. If you're going to do CrossFit and you can do it well, like you don't need those. They're mm-hmm. literally just people's way of getting around having to really maintain their ankle mobility, their knees, their hips, their range of motion. And uh, I remember he would show me videos of like Rich Froning doing Olympic weightlifting and Nanos. I was like, all right, if Rich can fucking do it, like <laughs> I'm not going to wear weightlifting shoes either. But uh, so anyway, these are not essential, but they're out there and they can be useful in some situations. So for a general rule of thumb, again, there is no one size fits all. There's a lot of different brands out there. And the other thing to consider, and this goes with all shoes and really all products, but you get what you pay for. Mm -hmm. Now, the categories to consider here with weightlifting shoes, the heel, the toe box, the upper, which is like the top portion of the shoe that you can see, and then really just the overall aesthetics. Now, the, on the heel of a weightlifting shoe, for those of you listening that don't know what a weightlifting shoe is, it is a shoe with an elevated heel to allow you to be more grounded and have more stability when you're doing these uh, Olympic weightlifting type exercises. Now, the heel is typically anywhere from a third to a full inch elevated off the wow. ground. So that's what you're looking for there. Now, in terms of material, there are different kinds of materials that these heels can be composed of, right? There's an EVA heel, a TPU heel, stacked leather, wood heel, and really the material, unless you're getting, you're diving into the specifics and you're really, really into weightlifting, for the majority of people listening out there, you're going to be okay with any of those heel compositions. It's okay if it's EVA, TPU, stacked leather, wood. It's really just meant to elevate your heel so you can move into 
slightly better positions or just accommodate greater loads while having some degradation in your mechanics. Gotcha. Now, in terms of the toe box, very similar to cross training shoes or, or functional training shoes, you need to have a wide toe box that allow your toes or your feet to splay across the front of the shoe. Now, a lot of people don't think about that, and it's not talked about a lot, but that's why you see CrossFit shoes, functional training shoes, having a wide toe box. It's because when you're squatting, when you're deadlifting, when you're lunging, anything where you're putting force down through your lower body and you're trying to create stability, your toes need to splay out and create a more stable base. So that's something that needs to be considered. Hmm. Uh, in terms of the upper, most of them you'll see some kind of strap system, whether it's a single strap, double strap, or some of the Adidas models have a different lacing uh, structure in there. But really, the upper part of the shoe is just to provide stability for your foot. So whatever you feel stable in, that's what you should go with. And then overall, the appearance, there's really two categories. There's an old school look, like what you'll see with Dewin shoes. And then there's a more modern look, like what you'll see with Nike or, or Adidas and, and even Reebok. So really, the aesthetic is up to you, whatever you prefer. Now, top brands in terms of weightlifting shoes, Dewin has been around forever. Nike, Adidas, Reebok, Noble uh, came out with a pair a couple years ago. Really? So. Yeah. I didn't know. Noble and they have, a, I'm almost positive they have a wood heel. They're a higher end shoe. Uh, so those are some of your top brands. Again, Dewin, Nike, Adidas, Reebok, Noble. Now, we mentioned just a minute ago that really the purpose of these weightlifting shoes is to provide greater stability and potentially improve position. But too often, especially in CrossFit, people are buying these and using them as a Band-Aid for poor mobility, flexibility, and kinesthetic awareness. Mm -hmm. They're using these in a sense of being able to keep their heel down without actually keeping their heel planted in the floor. So they're just compensating for something else that's lacking, another deficiency in their game, so to speak. And that's where you run into problems. You should not need a weightlifting shoe to do an overhead squat. You should not need a weightlifting shoe to do any kind of squat for that matter. You should be able in your bare feet to squat full range of motion, to lunge, to overhead squat, to do all of these things because that means you actually have capacity at all of those joints in these hips and ankles. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're looking for there. So you do not need weightlifting shoes, but they are beneficial in some circumstances, specifically competition type settings. Okay. So those were the two brief categories. I wanted to kind of burn through those because most people aren't as interested if you're listening to this channel about those two types of shoes. You're more interested in the Metcons of the worlds, the Nanos, the Nobles, the, the training shoe. So we have all each gone through quite a few different shoes, mm -hmm. you and I. Uh, so we'll give you not only some overarching themes here, but we'll give you our opinions as well and what we prefer. And then you can make your own uh, judgments out there and try these different brands. So uh, first one, again, no, there is no one size fits all. If you, there's, you know, the shape of your foot can highly dictate what shoes you're going to end up buying because comfort is something that you need to consider as well. Yeah. And also no one has nailed the mixed modality shoe. No one has nailed the CrossFit shoe yet, at least not in my opinion. I think every single brand is, has a hole in their game in some way to where really until, and we'll get into this later, but until one of the most recent shoes that I've been wearing, I haven't loved any of them. Mm -hmm. I've just liked one more than the other. Uh, now, on these types of shoes, the heel comes back into play, the, the drop comes into play, the toe box, and then just overall performance. Like, can I use them across multiple modalities? 
And so in terms of the heel on a CrossFit shoe or on a cross training shoe, you're going to see that it needs to be a supported stable heel. But then that heel to toe drop is going to be substantially less than what you see with running, right? So when we were talking about running shoes, their heel to toe drop was anywhere between seven to 10 millimeters. And I might've glazed over that. So if you're thinking you didn't say that, maybe I missed it. <laughs> but the heel to toe drop on a running shoe is huge, like seven to 10 millimeters. Uh, that's a significant heel. Now on a CrossFit shoe or on a mixed modality shoe, that heel to toe drop is much lower, anywhere from zero to four millimeters. So what that means is your heel is substantially closer to the ground, mm -hmm. which is gonna provide greater stability and support. Now, but you need that mobility to support it. Correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, the toe box, again, very similar to weightlifting shoes, is going to be wider on these shoes, again, to allow the toes to splay. And then in terms of performance, you're looking at things such as, uh, you know, the breathability, the durability of the material. Um, is it Does it have a flexible forefoot? Uh, is there any, con any uh, I was going to say conditioning, any cushioning in the heel that sacrifices stability in any way. You know, you have to start considering all of these different things because if you're doing CrossFit, for example, you're doing a lot of different exercises. Mm -hmm. You're running, you're squatting, you're climbing ropes, uh, you're, you know, you're doing high school gymnastics. And so you need to consider how will this shoe hold up to the rope shredding over it? How will this shoe hold up to a 5K run if I happen to be in these shoes for that kind of event? You gotta consider all these different things. So really, in the CrossFit world, in the mixed modality world, there are four primary brands, right? Nike, Reebok, Noble, and then Innovate. Now, if you're listening and think, what the hell is Innovate? Innovate was like one of the OG functional training shoes. I didn't they know were that. one of the first shoes to come out. Uh, and I, I believe, someone can correct me if I'm wrong, I believe they came out before the Nano. So Innovate came out and these Innovate is an actual zero drop shoe. So they're meant to be a minimalist shoe. It's a completely flat bottom to it. And uh, they were designed to just be lightweight training shoes that people who back in the day, like 2000, I'm, I might be dating these too early, but like 2006, seven, eight, you could train CrossFit with this style shoe because aside from that, there really weren't any options. Yeah. You know, Do you know what the drop is for the Noble? I believe it's four. Really? I believe. I could be wrong. Hmm. We're, we're going to double check that as we're going through this episode. Uh, but now in terms of those brands, the N Nike makes what's called the Metcon. Reebok makes the Nano. Noble, what do they call theirs? I think training shoes. Training shoe, like <laughs> the trainer, Noble trainer. Yeah, I think that's what it is. And then Innovate has their brand as well. Now, each of these is built and structured just a little bit differently, but overall, from generation to generation of each shoe within those brands, there hasn't been a ton of innovations, right? Nike's original Metcon to the Metcon 6, which they just released, yeah, there's improvements, but it's not as if it was a revolutionary different type shoe with each of those generations. And the same goes for the Nano. For a while, the Nano had the exact same sole, the exact same base, and they just changed the upper year after year. And with Noble, they're still a relatively new company. They have one style shoe. It is a Noble trainer. Well, they, okay, I shouldn't say that. One primary training shoe. Could they have running shoes? Yeah, they have a couple different options. But in terms of their, their Noble trainer, that's the one they're probably recognized for best. Uh, 
And that is almost a minimalist shoe, even though it has a slightly higher heel to toe drop. Overall, the con- the the design of the shoe, at least in my opinion, doesn't feel as if it has a ton of technology to it, right? Like it feels almost like a Converse shoe that has a nicer sole. Yeah. So uh, I thought you and I could share our opinions on a few of these because we've worn essentially all of them between the two of us, uh, besides the Innovate, and kind of where we fall, which one we feel is the favorite, some pros and cons of each. Mm -hmm. Uh, So why don't you take it away first and talk about any one you want and then just touch on the others as well. So let's just start. What's your favorite? Well, that's what's hard. I, I have two favorite. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I so I'm just gonna kind of talk about all of them. So I've done the Nano, Noble Trainer, and Nike Metcon. And for everyday life, and if a workout contained every mobile modality, running, gymnastics, weightlifting, I'd go with Nano. That's like what my foot feels most comfortable in because I have a wide foot. Um, I'd say like my arch is pretty average like I don't have a high arch I don't have flat feet um so definitely the nano with that but again I have a wide foot I was gonna cut you off there just for a second fun fact as I was doing the research for this episode yeah I came across a video and I believe it was by Craig Ritchie right and they were comparing the Metcon 6 to the nano x1 I believe it was and uh they were talking about the width because that's a common thing in CrossFit you'll hear folks say if you have a wide foot, the yeah. Nano is better because they, yeah. they say that the Metcon is a narrow shoe. Yeah. They literally had these shoes and they put them were sole the to same? sole on the bottom and they were the exact same no. width. They even measured them. No. Yes. No. I, craziness. My feet so, are I don't know if that used to be a thing. I don't know if that used to be a thing. But now the Metcon 6 and the Nano X1, they are the same width in the toe box. Well, I'm going to go with what Nanos do I have? Eight? Yes. I have Nano 8 and then Metcon I have the five okay right? yep so I, we're gonna say that they're different okay. we'll, we'll go with that we'll go with that <laughs> but with weightlifting honestly i don't i loved my metcons besides running if you i remember vividly like when i was running in florida once one of the pe- people i was training with looked at me while we were doing a 200 meter sprint and said your legs sound really heavy and like if you've, I think I've, we've talked about this in the past. Derek likes to say that I sound like an elephant or gorilla when I'm like doing movements. She's not a nimble runner or <laughs> jumper. Shut up. <laughs> um, but that's the, like if I'm doing any running, I will not run in the Metcons. Um, the Metcons are, I feel like they're way more snug on my foot. Do I love how they look? Yes. A hundred percent. I think they're so cute. <laughs> um, that was going to be how I phrased it. So cute. Yeah. Yeah, they are. <laughs> and then the Nobles, those are pretty new for me. Um, they're interesting. Again, do I love the way they look? Yes. I think they're adorable. There's so many different they're so cute. styles. <laughs> and, so cute. <laughs> um, but I like them because they are wider um when i first got them they're very very stiff in like the toes like the fabric so like with the nanos the fabric they're mesh is mesh the nobles are not so like if your 
so we have not talked about this on the podcast, but I'm having major feet pro- foot problems. <laughs> feet problems. Yeah, feet problems. <laughs> um, where my feet are literally very swollen. So I don't think I can accurately uh, describe the nobles because my feet have been swollen 99% of the time that I've been wearing them. I will say, though, the toes were very... Um, what what's the word not flexible stiff stiff (laughs) (laughs) um and so like when i would do like burpees or reverse lunges it was like uncomfortable like anywhere where the toe box had to flex yeah the upper material is what was taking into your foot right yeah um but when it comes to like squatting weightlifting i really like the nobles i did look it up it is a four millimeter which i'm surprised they feel flat i'm pretty sure that's what the Noble, the Mekon, and the Nano. I'm pretty sure gotcha. they're all four millimeters. Gotcha. Uh, don't quote me on that, but I thought I looked that up before this episode. Yeah. Okay. So I think that's my rundown. I, so when I just like listen, listen to what I was saying, I'd have to probably go with the uh, Nano. That's why. Well, so that's why I was just going to ask you if you had a <laughs> nano, gun. Nano, but like if I had to go for cuteness, the Mekon or Noble. <laughs> okay. So gun to your head. Nano. Overall best. Shoe, if I had nano. to choose one shoe the rest of my life, it would be a Nano. Okay. But, but if you had to choose... the 8. Like, I didn't like right. the... Okay, what the was eight. the new one? The X. new one's the X. That's what we got in Florida, and I didn't like it? No, that was the 9. 9. I didn't like that one. Okay. I've never yeah, I didn't like X. that one either. Okay. So, gun to your head, Nano. Yes. <laughs> Cuteness factor, Metcon or Noble. You have to pick one. <gasps> oh, oh, no. Mm. I'm going to go Metcon, but like... I have to choose the colors, like black well, with obviously. a rose gold. Okay. Like, All I right, love so that. there you go. Overall <laughs> functionality, Ashley picks the Nano. Cuteness, Ashley picks the Metcon. Yeah. All right, so my, <laughs> my rundown is going to be a little bit different just because I haven't trained in a Noble trainer yet. I've put a set on my feet once and literally took like three steps and didn't like it. So <laughs> I'm not going to give a review on that because those three steps aren't really indicative of the shoe. And that was also the first generation of the shoe. What about cuteness, though, in those? Like, do you wish you liked them? No. <laughs> I, I don't like the appearance of the Noble. That's just my thing. Okay. Um, so I, you know why? I, I think I don't like the appearance of that because I grew up playing soccer. Yeah. And almost every pair of cleats I had was either Nike or Adidas. And soccer cleats, especially Nike, have a very sleek look yeah. to them and a very like aggressive athletic sleek. look. Mm-hmm. And Noble is the exact opposite of that in terms of their design. So maybe that's why. The anyway. other thing too, really, really quickly, I think I love the Noble partly because I look up to all the, the girls that wear them. Oh, that's 100% the reason. Like I would never buy them if all the top CrossFitters well, now everybody's going to try to get on their train because they're the primary sponsor of the games, so the yeah, flagship but, sponsor. Okay, go on. I just had to say that. Uh, okay, so my experience. So I started out, I did. I started CrossFit in 2012. So at that time, the newest shoe on the market was the Nano 2. So that was my first CrossFit shoe. Uh, and to this day, that is my favorite Nano that they've ever made. Uh, but I'm, they don't make them anymore, right? Uh, that's a good question. At one point, they re-released them, and you oh. could buy them, but I don't know if those are still available. But you didn't? I did. Oh. Yeah, I did. Do I bought a pair. Here? Yeah, they're here. Oh. Uh, I had them from you. Oh, okay. N- no, I'm just <laughs> So anyway, the Nano 2 is hands down my favorite. I think you, if you talk to a lot of people who got into CrossFit or at that time, they're going to agree. That is a very awesome shoe. Uh, the only problem with the Nano 2 was the tongue would slip down onto the side. So if they would have just had some elastic there to keep the tongue in place, it would have been perfect. Uh, But anyway, so I 
I trained in nanos from 2012 all the way to 2015. Might have been 14 uh, until the Metcon came out. After you talk about this, could we talk about length of like how long you should be wearing your shoes sure. for? Sure, we can wing that. I'm not really sure. We'll do it off of our experience. Okay, go on. Um, so then I, as soon as the Metcon 1 came out, I immediately switched over. Because as much as Reebok was the start of my entire coaching career and I loved everybody I met there and everything I did there and everything I learned, uh, I don't like Reebok as a brand. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just don't think, I don't like their gear, their shoes. I think were, you know, they were the only option at the time. Yeah, I love the Nano too. But aside from that, I was never a huge fan. So as soon as Nike said they were going to release a, a CrossFit shoe, I hit that up, got that. And there were a lot of minor issues with the Metcon one. It didn't last very long. The soles started to crack. Like the adhesive along the sole and the upper immediately started separating. The the mesh on the upper would shred on rope climbs pretty easily. And so there were some issues with it, but the sole was very different from the Nano. It was a lot stiffer. So it was a very different feel of a shoe. Uh, but I liked it. So I stuck with that. They quickly came out with the second variation and the third and so on. Uh, so from 2014 might have been 2015 again, I can't remember. All the way until current day, I train in Metcons. So right now I have the Metcon 6. It is hands down my favorite. Yeah, yeah. Oh. That is by far my favorite training shoe I've ever had. It feels the most athletic that any of these CrossFit type shoes have ever felt. It forms around my foot well. My foot feels secure in it. The only downfall i would say is that i feel the toe box is a little narrow and i don't have a wide foot i think it could be just a smidge wider that's my only constructive feedback for that shoe everything else i love about it another thing i really like about metcons is that since their inception actually since the second generation i believe it was they incorporated additional features that were very nuanced to crossfit but they were awesome like the the rope guards on the inside soles of, of the shoe to protect the shoe from shredding. And then those little, I call them heel clips, but the little plastic piece on the heel that would allow you to slide easier up and down the walls for handstand pushups. I thought that was really innovative. So I thought those little details made a big difference. I didn't know those because I I only had, what, the fives. Mm, yeah. I didn't know that all of those things were like added for CrossFit. That's yep. really cool. So I like that entire aspect. Now, in all fairness, the most recent Nano that I had was also the Nano 8. And I did like that shoe. In terms of comfort, I thought it was really great. Like everyday wear, I thought it was decent to coach in. Like my foot felt pretty comfortable. Uh, whereas my Nanos, I would not wear those around all day to coach in when I was coaching full time. So again, pros and cons. Now, um, aside from those two, I've never had a pair of Nobles, like I said, and I've never worn Innovates. But what I have worn is a company or a shoe called, uh, now I can't even think of the actual name of the shoe, but made by Strike Movement, right? And I, it's a shame I can't remember the actual style of shoe, the name of the shoe. But Strike Movement is a, is a smaller apparel uh, and company that also is a shoe company. And they made a training shoe that I was obsessed with. 
I just like the Metcon six, I thought it fit my fit my foot perfectly. I loved the way it felt. I felt stable. I felt athletic in it. Uh, but then the second generation of that shoe came out and it was a total disaster and I've never gone back. I just, it didn't fit the same. It had a higher heel or excuse me. Yeah. A higher heel cup on it. So it rubbed on my foot, just a bunch of things that I wasn't a fan of. So I went back to the Metcon, but that's really my rundown. I think that the Metcon is, has better technology in the shoe, uh, for performance. So that's my rating performance, like actually doing mixed modality training. I'd give it to the Metcon. Now, comfort, like everyday wear, if you're a coach and you're on the floor for four to six hours a day and you're on your feet a lot, I would give it to the Nano. I think that's a more comfortable shoe. Uh, but those are really my two categories. Oh, I have to give a cuteness rating, huh? Yeah. Because that's what you did. Mm -hmm. Cuteness for Metcon. <laughs> okay, so cuteness, yeah, I give it to the Metcon. In okay. terms of just design style, I think the Metcon is sleeker looking. I the think Metcon, it's can you customize your a Nano? Yeah. Oh, you can. Yep. I've I just think the base design, the base color waves of the Metcon are way cooler. Yeah. Well, you're right, too. They're so athletic looking. Yeah. Like, you just feel athletic in them. Right. When you put your shoe in them, you, like, transform. <laughs> okay. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> Guys, the, the shoes are not going to make you fitter. They might make you think you're fitter, but they're not Which actually going to make you Which makes you fitter. fitter. <laughs> but okay, so I think that's our rundown. Yeah. Uh, and anybody listening, we would love to hear your rundown. So we're going to make a post about this on Instagram as well. So you can drop that in the comments or just reach out to us at any time. Send us a DM and let us know. Uh, but that's our rundown. So Ash's overall gun to her head she had to pick is the Nano. Mm -hmm. Mine but is... I have a it's because I have a wide foot. It's Okay, so because, because cuteness, she has a wide foot. It's the Metcon. For me, gun to my head, I have to pick one for the rest of my life. It's the Metcon. Uh, and I think that pretty much sums it up in terms of the important stuff. Yeah. How cuteness. long do you usually... Yeah. Cuteness being number one. How long do you typically wear your shoes? And we train five to six days per week. Yeah. So five to six days per week. We train 60 to 90 minutes in each of those sessions. We do mixed modal training. Uh, I don't want to call it CrossFit anymore. It's not yeah, actually CrossFit. Yeah, we don't CrossFit. do rope climbs. Um, Handstand push-ups. So let's do this based on experience. So when I was doing pure CrossFit, mm -hmm. when I was coaching full-time and doing pure CrossFit with rope climbs, with a lot of running, like with everything mixed in, I would say my shoes were being worn for uh, nine to 12 months before I would say, okay, it's time for a new pair. Now yeah. that doesn't mean they and were- you were right, you were training like maybe two to three hours per day. Yeah. And that doesn't mean the shoe was ruined, but mm -hmm. at that point it had felt- it had felt used. It felt a little bit beat up and a newer generation was coming out. Yeah. And with these kind of shoes, you're beating the shit out of them. So as soon as I start to feel that it's kind of getting worn down, I'm going to go with the next variation. Yeah. Now, when we're, we've are we been training here in Michigan now in our garage doing ballistic programming for a year and I've worn two pairs of shoes. Now, the only reason I got a second pair was because the Nike, this Metcon six came out and I really wanted a pair. Yeah. My Metcon fives are still in really good shape. Mm -hmm. So I, I forgot I'm, about that. Overall, I'm going to stick to the same. I'm going to say nine to 12 months is typically what I would wear a shoe for. If I'm training five to six days per week for 16 to 90 minutes and really engaging in a lot of different modalities. Yeah. I definitely wear mine longer, but not that just because I'm cheap. <laughs> Like, unless I have a birthday or Christmas, like, I rarely buy... Ash will wear hers until the the soles are falling off. Yeah, like my Nanos are right now. Yeah. 
<laughs> so I would say in terms of you're you're probably safe if you combine both of our opinions there. Yeah. <laughs> 12 months to 24 if months. If I wasn't cheap, I would go with you. Like I okay. would, I, w- I, so I, if, not, I don't want to say I wish because I could. So if you're not concerned whatsoever like with investing in your shoes, <laughs> nine to 12 should. months. You should invest in your shoes. Nine to 12 don't months. be me. Also, with that said, we don't, we're not big runners. No. So we're not running in the nanos aside from, or excuse me, yeah, nanos and metcons aside from little spurts here and there. Yeah, you know? like 800 meter. Right, runs. or less. <laughs> and less, definitely less. So that's not including, like if we if we have an aneurysm one day and decide we want to go for a long run. We, Meaning like three miles. Yeah. <laughs> we're putting on our running shoes. There's, a, You know what I mean? Like we have two different shoes. Yeah. Again, don't be me. I usually use my nanos. Right. Which is not good for your no. foot. Yeah, I so, have running shoes from that half marathon. So moral of the story, buy a damn pair of running shoes. Yeah. And also invest in a quality pair of training shoes. Because if you are someone listening and you do CrossFit or Orange Theory or any kind of mixed modal training and you're the guy or gal who's doing it in your tennis shoes, like your pair of New Balance 407s that you've had for like 30 years, you are going to be better off investing in a pair of actual training shoes. Mm -hmm. It's going to keep your foot more stable. They're designed for those kind of movements that you're doing. And it's going to, it's just a better option. Let's just say that. It is a better option. I literally, for Christmas, we just bought my dad a pair of Nano 8s because he is so picky and doesn't think that investing in shoes is worth it that we got them for him so that he would wear them when he does CrossFit at the house because it is something that is a better option. Now, if finances are tight, you're not too concerned, like you don't want to invest in shoes, that's totally cool. Keep exercising, keep being active. Yeah. But we're just simply saying that it is beneficial based on the types of movements that you're doing in ballistic programs and in those other mixed modal programs to have a solid training shoe. Yep. Love it. Any last comments? I don't think so. I think that's it. Okay. If you guys have any questions about shoes, uh, DM us. We'd yeah. love to chat with you about it. Give you some into, uh, some insight from our experiences. Again, if, if there wasn't enough context here and uh, hopefully guide you in the right direction. Uh, but overall, I mean, do your best to actually go and put these damn things on your feet or order them into the house, wear them around for a day inside, get a feel for how they feel try out a couple different pairs before you just go all in and leap in on one. Yeah. Right. I'm pretty sure at this point now, Dix carries like both the Medcon and the Nano. Mm-hmm. So that's an option to try on both. If you're not a person who likes to order shit and then return it online. Uh, but yeah, you got to experiment. You got to guess and check and find the ones that work for you. But again, uh, hit us up with any questions that you guys have. As always, we appreciate you tuning in and we will see you next week. Bye y'all. Hey guys. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Whether this is your first time tuning in or if you're here with us each and every week, we cannot thank you enough. We could not do this without you and it is because of your support and you tuning in each and every week that we can reach more people and change more lives through this platform. So if you like what you hear, please give us a follow, subscribe to our channel, right? Leave us a five-star review as well because that's how we're gonna continue to expand our reach and help more people. As always, if you aren't following us on every single channel out there, whether it's YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, make sure you get on there. We're always releasing free content to help move you forward on your fitness journey. 
And also to keep yourself up to date with the latest ballistic performance announcements like apparel, programming, etc. So make sure you hit us up on those channels. If you ever have any questions about fitness, health, nutrition, mindset, send us a DM, shoot us an email, do whatever it takes to reach out to us, and we will get back in touch with you immediately. As always, we appreciate you guys so much, and we'll see you next week.